1: Uh, Keith Faniff from CT Mirror. Really, the issue is taxes and all the money that the state has. And there's a lot of pressure now to take, whether it's the budget surplus or the rainy day fund, and use it to ease the burden of the Connecticut taxpayer. And there's so many different things floating around there. And Keith's really been on the beat, um, you know, for, you've been, I don't know, the last three pieces are all tax related. Keith, good morning. Happy New Year. How are you? Uh,
0: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
1: So uh, I guess we'll start with this most recent one, which is the earned income tax credit. And, you know, what is the—now, this proposal is coming from the governor. So I'm assuming it goes from the governor, then they craft a bill, and then the bill gets taken up by the folks at the state house.
0: Sure. What we're seeing, Brian, is uh, the governor is beginning to roll out elements of the budget that he'll present to the General Assembly on February 8th. Um, It's just simple math, you know, the governor's budget proposal for the next two years is going to have a whole bunch of elements in it. He doesn't want to compete with himself for headlines, so you want to give a lot of the important proposals their own day in the sun. So what you start doing is, in the couple weeks leading up to February, 8th, you start to distribute some of the ideas. So people can see them. So all of this will be presented to the legislature in eight days. Uh, the, the, the tax break you mentioned, the earned income tax credit, we're basically talking about families that are making $64,000 or less. Um, I'm going to try my best to make $45 million. sound small. Um, but this income tax credit is going to amount to on average, uh, $211 per household. Well, so it's what, something, Yeah, but this but, is not life changing money.
1: No. And uh, that's correct. And when you have uh, you know, multi-billion dollar surplus and multi-billion dollar rainy day fund, clearly it's, it's, it's maybe a decent headline, but it, it's not a game changer, but he's also talked about, there's a couple of elements I want to discuss and, you know, more for the middle class. I mean, you know, As someone who I feel is firmly entrenched in the middle class with three kids, I think will go to college. I mean, the middle class gets a tough – it's tough for, for a lot of folks because they make just enough not to get some help and they don't make enough to, to fully fund what they need to do. Uh, is there anything for that segment of the population?
0: Oh, I, I think that you can take to the bank. The question is what form is it going to take? Um, the governor's already laid his cards on the table that he wants to reduce, um, income tax rates. Uh, the majority of Democrats in the legislature, um, favor a couple things. They want to do a child tax credit on the income tax. Um, there's a lot of support for, um, at least three hundred, maybe six hundred dollars per child up to a maximum of eighteen hundred dollars per household. Um, the the challenge when you do that is it's more targeted so there are, you know, for example, if a household they can have a middle class household without children, they're not gonna benefit. Here's the challenge if you do the income tax rates, Unlike our federal income taxes, where you say what bracket do you fall into, right? Your household, Brian, will fall into probably um, at least four, maybe five brackets, and this is what I mean. You'll pay three percent on the first twenty thousand dollars you earn. Then you'll pay five percent on the next eighty thousand that you earn, and then you'll pay five and a half percent on the next fifty thousand you earn. And then if you go over 150000 as a household, um, you might pay, I think it's five point, to check 5.75. So if the governor chooses to lower one or two of those middle income brackets, you would benefit. Hmm. But so would people all the way up the chain. Right. The only folks who don't pay a blended rate are the highest, highest earners in the state who pay 6.99% on everything. So in other words, a single person making four hundred and ninety thousand dollars might benefit from that cut a couple making seven eight hundred thousand dollars a year would benefit i don't know if most people would call a couple making eight hundred thousand dollars a year middle class no no So there's some inefficiency to the type of cuts uh the governor and republican legislators are talking about that's where i expect the fight's going to be
1: now is we're talking with keith Fanta from ct mirror here on brian and company is is there a push and pull that some people think the governor is being too conservative with some of these cuts?
0: Well, I think that's been the case throughout uh, Governor Lamont's administration. I mean, he's certainly, at a, at a minimum, fiscally moderate. And the governor's office doesn't like this, but the fact is, there are some Democratic legislators who consider it to be fiscally conservative. Um, there's a, a, a I, I think you, you probably also saw this article. We have a, a piece in the mirror. Democrats to Lamont ease fiscal restraints for Connecticut schools' sake. The Democrats in the legislature are thinking about sending a message very early in a second term saying we want to increase education aid to cities and towns. Right. Even if it means the state does not save quite as much money. As we've saved, and let's be honest, we've saved a ridiculous amount of money over the last five years. They want to trim that average savings very modestly to send a lot more money for education aid for cities and towns, which would reduce reliance on local property taxes. Right. And they're already talking about doing an emergency certified bill. They hope the governor will be on board with it, but they're talking about doing it, whether he doesn't or not, and whether he's on board or not, Keep in mind, that would probably get Republican support. and In other words, it would probably pass by a veto-proof margin. They're still negotiating that.
1: Now, the Republicans um, like tax cuts, but this is different. This is sort of funding for the schools. Do you think Republicans would be still on board?
0: Very few people vote against aid to their town. Yeah. I right. would be very surprised. Yeah. How do? How do you say I turn that money down when you go back home.
1: Yeah, and that piece is the piece you, you co-bylined with, with Paz, Mark Pazniokas on CT Mirror yes. with Democrats look to Lamont ease fiscal restraints for Connecticut school's sake. Uh, we only have a little bit of time, but I wanted to ask you this question. Is he more fiscally conservative? I don't think it's a negative necessarily to say that. It's just is is how we sort of... So it's it, how he is. It, is it because he's worried about the Connecticut economy on the back end of this period of savings? Or is it just he just wants to treat things conservatively when it comes to money in the state?
0: Oh, I mean, I think everybody's got some concern about the global economy. Do I think he's more particularly worried about Connecticut's economy? I, I don't think outside that context of the way everybody's just watching is the, right. is the nation, is the planet, is going to slip into a recession. Right.
1: Yeah, it makes it makes sense. I mean, the question is, there should do more how much because if there is a recession or there's some you know, this would even probably be in the next budget cycle that we would feel it, right? So uh, it makes a lot of sense. Hey, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, We really appreciate the time, Keith.
0: Glad to be here, Brian.
1: Uh, Keith Fan, if you can read everything he does at ctmirror.org.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.